Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Hello and welcome to the Internet Marketing Podcast brought to you by Site Visibility. I'm here with Michael McPherson, co-founder of The Purpose Led, and we're going to be discussing bringing better choices to shoppers on Amazon. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thanks, Scott. Good morning. Good morning. Do you want to take a moment to introduce yourself to our listeners, describing what you do at The Purpose Led? Absolutely. And um, thanks for the opportunity to do so. So The Purpose Led is an Amazon agency uh, specifically targeting those who are ethical, sustainable, and purpose-led brands. We were founded on over 10 years of experience building and and subsequently selling uh, our own brands. And we built a team around that experience. And the decision to support eco brands was really uh, our own shopping preferences and an acknowledgement that ethical, sustainable, and purpose-led products weren't as as prevalent on the platform. Amazon was always a buy lots of it and get it quick and and perhaps get it cheaper. And there weren't as many brands that you'd find in some of your local independent stores. And we wanted to help brands get on the platform and, and reach more customers by doing so. And so I'd consider your business name fairly bold. And I think that you'd be tested on your own purpose quite a lot. Talk me through the decision about how you actually landed upon the name. Was it a difficult one? Oh, absolutely. It was. Um, we were actually founded, um, so both myself and my co-founder, uh, on, on an, under a different name, which is Morzen, which is a combination of our, of our children's, for, you know, of, of our children, actually, our children's name. Oh, nice. We, we met um, as, our, as our firstborn were at a baby group together, and our partners met, and then the two dads became friends. So that was the um, that was the calculation for the original business name, and that is the limited company which we operate. And as we uh, defined ourselves, uh, once we figured that we wanted to support the the brands that we do, um, it it's, it made sense from a the purpose is really the brands that we support as as much as ourselves. Um, so yes, it, there was many many iterations of what the name was, um, and we do often get asked about well. You do exclusively work them, and, and what do you do as a business? So we have uh, various. Um, you know, we're part of ecology, um, and you know we support many different um, aspects of running a business as we would like to. But we're a small operation in comparison to our clients, so it's a lot easier for us to be doing the right things and ticking the right boxes as a, as a marketing agency 
as opposed to people who are building products. But um, we exclusively work with th- th- those types of brands. And yeah, the purpose-led um, has been well-received. Uh, we get more um, understanding and recognition than challenges. Has there been a moment that's really tested your brand purpose and the name the purpose-led? So something that's caused you real kind of moral, a moral dilemma of some sort? Um, cer- certainly. Uh, I think when, when we've had inquiries and looked at working with potential clients who don't fit within our own values um, mm. and, and that which the purpose-led represents, even people who are sort of part or halfway on the journey, you, you, you know, they, they're, they're founders. And we, most of the people that we work with are, are founder-operated, and they're always passionate. And you see people that you want to support that perhaps don't fully fit the um the, the you know the, the sustainability credentials that we'd like to that we'd like to align with in terms of brands so there have been a number of occasions where we've had to say we're just not the right fit and commercially as from a revenue perspective we're effect- we're effectively turning away business so we have to um we have to stay true to the brands that we want to represent even if that means at the cost of um us in, in, in incurring more revenue and you know stunting our potential growth as well as, as a business so yeah they're, they're, those have probably been the most significant decision points but each time we've been collectively as as the founders and, and people in the team we've we've been we've been happy with the decision to stick true to it because you know m- months later it's turned out that you know there's there's been a different opportunity that's come along that's much more aligned with um with with, this, with the type of uh, brands we want to work with what kind of questions do you ask of prospects to best understand their purpose? Well, well, often, uh, as I say, when people are founder operators, the the one thing that um, you, you you're certainly not short of is people sharing their passion about the product and how it's made and the ingredients and where it's sourced and and every every aspect of of their product because they're so proud of them. Um, and often, when they are value led rather than entirely commercial you know a commercial operation you know taking a product to market purely for profit when purpose is the is at the forefront that those are the people who are most vocal about um what makes them a purpose-led brand so often um we were able to make the analysis just on site reviewing the brands what type of accreditations they've got uh what you know where are they on the market their stories on their their own collateral but then when you speak to them it's it's abundantly clear for for anyone who's 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 truly purpose driven to to share the reasons why yeah that's i think for us when the product from a manufacturing where it's sourced is important um because often you know we can have the right ingredients we can have the right branding but you know when when you do scratch on the surface a bit more you realize that the manufacturing is outsourced and and it's and it's off elsewhere and and perhaps that supply chain isn't quite as uh, value based as the as the, as the founder, so that there you know there's there's probably a little bit of digging we can do, um, and 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 do do. What are the accreditations that you look for? Because that's really interesting to me. And a little bit of context for you is that we have that debate in our company, and in general, just being on the podcast and speaking to people, I'm noticing over the years how the accreditations that people look for to help better understand the purpose, the values of a business have changed. So a while back in our company. Some people might have asked us or we might have asked them about ISO standards. I think you mentioned at the beginning the company Ecology. I know people are looking at B Corps now. What do you look for? Well, well B Corp is definitely gaining a lot of traction and that is one that's 
across categories. So you've got many, many category-specific um, accreditations and, and awarding bodies that you want to look out for. But B Corp is certainly getting a lot of um, publicity. Uh, I know for for a fact because I've gone and, and seen some of our clients go through the certification process of becoming a B Corp. It is very um, very time consuming. It's very thorough. So that is a, a certainly a, a good stamp of approval. And, and then you can go further and look into those category specific ones. Say, for example, if you're looking at um, something like the Soil Association, that is, again, quite specific in the requirements you need to meet. Um, mm. So, yeah, it, it's a mixture of B Corp is certainly a good starting place. Um, and and the, the effort brands have to go through and the hoops they have to jump through to get and to be certified is is a good one, but then there's category specific ones as well. And and, I, and it's worth saying, Scott, that it's not just accreditations; it's not all encompassing. Yeah, no, I understand that. So a company can have an accreditation, but as you drill down further, as you speak to the people in the company, you might still find that the values of those people don't necessarily match your business and what you're looking for. Is that kind of what you're saying, there? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And and the reason why we have to be the reason why we're focused on it. In, in reality, Amazon is a search platform. And if you're looking for, we, we always say, I'm not sure where this originated from, but someone would go to Google and ask a question and then go to Amazon with the answer. So mm-hmm. from a search term perspective, you know, you're looking for a, a body oil or a pet food. You know, you, you're quite specific in what you're searching for. And therefore, from our perspective, there's a finite number of brands that we would work with that would be competing within category. If we onboard someone that's sort of halfway, sort of 75% of, of what we would perceive to be ticking the boxes, um, we, we may well be missing out on, on the other options who, who are truly purpose-led in their values. Before we move on, I don't know much about ecology, but I keep seeing ecology pop up and I'm yet to research it myself. So if you're able to, are you able to share what your involvement with ecology is and who they are? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So e- ecology are... Um, and there, there are many, you know, different iterations. There's no uh, association or, or means for me to sort of pl- plug them as, yeah. uh, as a preference. But um, as as your CO2 emissions are offset, it's all calculated on the site, um, right. and then they, you know, they'll plant trees on your behalf. So it's it counts in employee numbers, it counts in a number of different metrics to look at the CO2 emissions and then offset that by planting trees, and you get awards and what have you. Right. Um, and as I say, there are many different versions of these and certainly in the last 24 months more and more have, have cropped up um but it's it's a it's a, a stamp of intention i think and yeah i think it it's it, it, uh it's certainly something that if you're not familiar with it would be worth having a look into it sounds like a po- positive initiative to get involved with and i need to i've made a note as you were talking to try and get them on the podcast to talk to them about what they're all about absolutely yes definitely yeah. do that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can do an introduction actually yeah yeah oh, great um and all of this said, I'm interested to know whether you think that a purpose-led brand can still sell on Amazon. And I think you know where I'm coming with this question is that I've spoken on this podcast before about consumers, friends, colleagues, peers, conflicts in shopping on Amazon, this trade-off of loving the convenience, but hating what Amazon maybe represent as a company and their values. Do you think that you can still be a purpose-led brand and sell on Amazon? Um, yes, yes. And, and I think... Uh, you know, th- this discussion comes up probably more frequently than than in, in any other, both with um, you know, n- new new to new to us and existing clients. 
So Amazon as a platform, it certainly does have its own um, stigma. Yeah. Um, and, and to some extent, that's why a lot of brands that we are sort of referring to as fitting into that purpose of definition, you know, the, the sustainability focused ones, they have either been cautious of it as a platform or avoided it, you know, intentionally with no, with no, uh, plans to, to list there at all. So there's, there's been an, an inherent lack of brands of that nature on there. However, certainly through the pandemic, when retail was, you know, uh, as was, was limited uh, in terms of bricks and mortar, and and consumers went online. Amazon came out on top as one of the main destinations for people to go on the platform, and that meant people who perhaps hadn't gone on there before. You know, they weren't already prime shoppers, and Amazon was as much the brands that we were talking about, uh, sort of avoiding it. Those particular consumers were avoiding it as well. So you saw a huge influx of all sorts of people on the platform, and then at some point it becomes a, an undeniable. This is where your customers are shopping. Right. Not all of them, of course, but a good number of them. And when you're a purpose-led brand, it's about increasing visibility. And much like you know, utilizing Google search or you know, using social media via Facebook, which obviously is Instagram as well, um, all of these big tech companies have some question marks, but they allow you as a brand to increase your visibility. And I, I think while that is a little bit of whataboutery, Amazon is doing its, is, is making moves more recently to improve its image, certainly with regards to sustainability and its climate pledge and all these initiatives that it's doing, which should increase some confidence for purpose-led brands. But at the end of the day, and this is why we still have a discussion with existing clients about it, yeah. uh, as a channel, there is an undeniable demand on there for purpose-led brands um and if you're not there then you're you're missing out on the opportunity to reach reach customers customers which may well convert to and most of the time end up converting to your website and uh, that's certainly what people would, would would like to happen um and, and amazon turns out to be a marketing tool and an entry point into your brand that um that they might not have seen otherwise yeah it's a, it's such a challenging question so i appreciate your answer on that one it's <laughs> I understand the the business difficulty as well. And, you know, I imagine that you have some people that come to you and have a either a zero tolerance or near zero tolerance kind of attitude towards Amazon, Facebook and big corporations, uh, particularly big tech companies. I imagine that you have the happy medium customers, the people that are probably say kind of exactly what I just said. Hey, we, we're a purpose led brand, but, you know, it's really going against our values, feeling like we're selling on Amazon, selling on Facebook. So how do we do that? I guess responsibly is is the question or challenge you might get. Yeah, and I, I think that responsibly, mm. how, to, how to sell on Amazon responsibly, um, you know, there are things like you wouldn't, perhaps not selling single units um, of, 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 a, of, of a product. Um, mm. Therefore, you're sort of thinking of it, the shipping cost involved and all of the background activity that would go into getting the product into the, into the customer's hands. Um, there is, you know, there's certainly a, a, an ethical question around whether that makes the most sense. So there is definitely ways that you can be more responsible listing on Amazon. But another factor, which, which I probably should have mentioned when it comes to Amazon, which, which makes it a little bit unique in, in, in the tech space in terms of big tech companies, is we also have people who have avoided Amazon, but you, you know anyone can sell on Amazon through its um, third-party seller platform. 
which means you or I could set up a business and purchase stock from from a brand, um, and then you could sell that stock on Amazon, or you could purchase it from a distributor, or you know there could be one step removed from yourself and, and the brand, and then you can go and sell on Amazon. So people are able to sell on Amazon effectively without your permission. So another part of the, the puzzle for for purpose of brands is is having people sell their products and m- not misrepresent, but certainly underrepresent them on the channel in terms of anything from incorrect titles, incorrect messaging, old branding, mm-hmm. and you're sort of there anyway. So if from a shopper perspective, the shopper may not be making the link or your consumers who aren't on Amazon, but maybe they've looked on there and they see you're on there and that impression point, you don't want to direct association with Amazon as a platform, but you're there anyway. And not only are you there anyway, but you're there and you're poorly represented. And uh, and, and I think that, that's probably another big part of the discussion that we have with brands that are very resistant because they don't necessarily support the channel, but they want to make sure that their story, their brand story, the brand experience, the packaging, everything is done um, as it should be, as opposed to sort of being left to third parties. I appreciate this is a test of your product recall abilities, but I was thinking here, it's one thing to already be an established company and then decide whether to expand your offering via Amazon or third parties. But it's completely different to start up a new brand from scratch on Amazon and actually have that be a purpose-led brand. Can you recall any companies that have actually built themselves up from scratch on Amazon that you would consider to be purpose-led? Oh, yeah. Funny enough, plenty. So <laughs> when 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 a brand is sort of in 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 a piece with with going on Amazon, then it can be a very useful channel for for new brands and startups. So you know, it it, it is a platform is very focused on startup and small business entrepreneur. They've got various accelerator programs that they'll try and encourage and invest in small businesses, which is all very positive. But the one glaring and obvious fact for anyone who has tried to get their product into retail as a new business is it can be very challenging. And and often, you know, the terms are less favorable, well, far less favorable for for that new brand, that new product, without any evidence of sale. Whereas going on Amazon, those barriers don't exist. So we've seen brands in, 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 in all sorts of categories who are very much purpose-led and have used Amazon as a channel to quantify their value to the market. So we're, we're now overtaking household names in these categories and it's opened up doors for them retail. Retail outlets that are probably more aligned with, uh, you know, Whole Foods and things like that, the, the, the type of, um, the type of place they want to be stocked in. So yes, a- absolutely. Brands that utilize Amazon to launch their business, uh, launch their product range, um, will probably see more success doing so via Amazon in the initial stages. And that'll uh, probably open doors for them because um, we've seen it uh, where, where they were closed before. And do you have any favorite examples of those brands, whether you work with them, you're welcome to share examples of companies that you've worked with or just examples that you've seen? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll probably, I'll probably take, <laughs> I'll probably, I don't want to say favorite, um, but certainly <laughs> an example that springs to mind that is exactly the, the, um, follow the exact process that I just described. Are, are these one of your the, clients? This is one of our clients. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm cautious to say favorite because I don't want to, uh, 
to 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 give any favoritism but um, that's funny yeah uh so yeah agencies we don't have any favorite clients yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And um, while any other clients could be listening, um, the uh, yes, this is a sugar brand. It's called it's called Bonro. I'm happy to sort of give them the plug. What was the name again? Sorry, uh, Bonro. So B O N R A W. Yep. And uh, Bonro Foods. So they they offer natural sugar alternatives, and they source them from from. Uh, so, uh, single origin farmers it's you know they're a b corp they've they are they have lived and breathed the process and they've set this business up and you know they are they are available in retail outlets but their amazon presence certainly improved things um in terms of opening those retail doors um and increase their popularity and you know if you look at a number of their sugar ranges on the platform they are now number one and you know they've had incredible growth on the platform over the last couple of years and have have used that to to validate um discussions with retailers so it's um that's a perfect example of of a, a genuine purpose led brand uh, i think the founders were ex uh, fmcd sort of sugar um brands and saw that there was another way to do things and went and sourced the ingredients themselves and you know built the product range expanded the product range and uh, yeah li- live and breathe Finding a, a better way to consume sweetness, or oh, I can't remember what the good good sweet. That's it. Yeah. The companies that you've seen that have built themselves on Amazon, is it easier or more difficult for them to then uh, expand their offering and move away from Amazon to grow third party channels? Certainly, some independents may be wary of a brand that has a strong Amazon presence. Mm. Um, you know, simply because that's going to, you know, sort of, that's going to be the alternative to to people coming into their shops and buying the products. Um, but but as I was just saying, with the, the benefit of doors being opened by you're able to quantify um, success in the market and, and and sales, more often than not, is is a is a net positive um, in going onto other channels because you're able to, you know, uh, go and have those discussions with the retailers and say, here's we're now number one in category here, or if not number one, then you've demonstrated uh, sales track record and growth over this period, and you know they're they're more interested in having discussions with you. So, I think retail is it depends who you're talking to, but certainly people will want to use it to drive traffic eventually to their own website for the most part. Because you know if you have a, a, a direct consumer offering via your website and an e-commerce site, it will inevitably be cheaper for the most part um to have traffic come directly to your site and if you you're not having to pay all the the shipping costs and all the various different charges that amazon uh, has so it's cheaper to have someone as a shopper come to your site and subscribe there than it would be um shopping on amazon so they can use amazon as a as a again a a springboard a launch pad into getting more traffic on their d2c site you described some of the characteristics that you look for in businesses when determining whether or not they should sell on Amazon or not. And I was thinking, well, actually, there must also be some purpose-led brands and businesses that you've met who still aren't a good fit for selling on Amazon. And I was thinking to myself, well, what are the characteristics of those businesses? So they're they're value-driven, they're purpose-led, but they have other characteristics that mean they're not well-suited to sell on selling on Amazon. What would those characteristics be? There's there's quite a, a, a good level of transparency in terms of the supply and demand. 
So, and um, by that, I mean, it's a search platform. So people can go in and see the supply. So if you're a, uh, you know, product X in the category, you can go and have a look at what the alternatives will be. But uh, from a demand perspective, there is various software and data available both in Amazon and via third parties to get indicative sales volumes for, 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 for most products. So you can then see whether or not if it's, a, it's a channel for you. And I think that's what it comes down to. Yes, there may be any heavy, any particularly heavy goods or large goods from a, um, from a fee perspective. It's, it's difficult. It's expensive and it's hard to, to price that in and, and it might not be commercially viable to list on Amazon. But for everyone else, you can make a, a pretty quick judgment as to the supply and demand on the, on the platform for your types of products and make a decision from there. I suppose the only the only other consideration is if you are at the premium end, it, it is a search platform, mm-hmm. and a lot of the shoppers are still heavily price driven, and it's hard when all you can see is a, a, a an image, a product title, some reviews, and a price point. It's hard to not get people discouraged by a higher price point when there are a lot of cheaper alternatives on there. So. Yeah, I think um, an an example to put that into perspective would be would be VMS, vitamins, minerals, and supplements, and that saw a massive influx of manufacturers or or, or, or people who brands have you know got got uh, contract manufacturing and, and they've made these products and they and they've gone onto the platform and it just became flooded with all sorts of brands. And if you are a purpose led brand in that space where you have found the best ingredients, you spent years testing. And you know you've you've got your supply chain. So your your cost and price point is going to be that much higher than that of a you know of, of a of a recent startup doing contract manufacturing and and purchasing you know lower quality ingredients. Mm-hmm. And therefore, on the face of it, if they are half or a third of your cost, the shopper on Amazon they're not necessarily placing the value. Um, especially if it's multiples in price on your purpose because they don't understand it because they're only looking at a, a title and image and reviews and a price point. Um, so you won't even get the clicks. So that there are, there are some exceptions to that, but you know, this is, this is more of our internal process. Yeah. We would never go through either encouraging people on board on the platform if it just didn't make sense for them. So we, we always go through an analysis to make sure that the channel is right for them. And we have, you know, very transparent discussions um, about what we've been talking through and then probably a bit more detail in their specific instance as to whether or not the channel is the right fit for them, because sometimes it just, it just won't be. So you talked there about the consumer being price driven on Amazon. We know that uh, there are other purchasing behaviors that determine whether someone purchases or not. We talked here about responsibility, trust, purpose. Do you think Amazon does a good job of allowing consumers to search for to search for products and organize products beyond just price. So I'm thinking here about, for example, do you think that Amazon allows uh, consumers to search easily for eco-friendly products, for example? Well, I'm, I'm glad you. Well, so there's a couple of answers to that. Yeah. Um, the first one is is yes, as of recently, where you can filter. In, in search via their climate pledge friendly. Oh, I so this know. is yeah. uh, one of their own initiatives. Um, so then you can see products that fit within that. But that isn't that isn't necessarily foolproof because you've got 
all sorts of brands that can get into that you know large fmcgs who have who've developed lines that perhaps fit into the client pledge friendly um category so it's not foolproof but beyond that it's still as, as i said earlier that ask the question of google um take the answer to amazon it's still a search driven <laughs> platform so it doesn't provide any filtering uh-huh. for any special filtering for purpose-led brands as it were but if you're looking for a dietary or uh, organic or vegan or something like that which might help you separate your and define your search then then obviously you get the result mm. i think beyond search there has been a vast number of improvements in in the last probably 2 years certainly the last 5 years it's transformed the platform from that um you know this buy 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 cheap buy lots to yeah. a much more brand driven site so if you're looking at your listing so once you go past search you're able to have a lot more um, detail to the product pages, um, yeah. which will reflect a lot closer the brand presence on their own website or social channels. So as a purpose-led brand, you're then, once people have clicked through to your product page, you're then able to far better articulate your value proposition, what you stand for, and if you're at a higher price point, you're able to justify that and explain it and educate the shopper whereas before there wasn't much it was very um it was very mechanical there, there wasn't yeah. much there to uh, get creative but that's 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 changed a lot and you'll find now product pages look a lot like or can look a lot like um uh, brands websites so it's um it, you're far better able to present the brand the way you would like rather than trying to fit in very narrow confines of amazon templates it sounds like you like what you're seeing, but it's taken a little while to get there. Is that fair? Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. And, it's, yeah. and it constantly evolves. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's led by what happens in the US, obviously. Um, but they're forever, uh, Amazon is forever sort of testing out different um, uh, amendments to the platform and changes in search. And, you know, you'll, you'll see a new filter here or, a, or right. a new this, and, and they'll be there for a short time. And, you know, they're, they're able to sort of test live in, in the platform as it goes and some of these are announced and some of them aren't but but certainly it's it's, it's difficult to say it hasn't come fast enough because uh-huh. where's the measure it, it has arrived in tune with the demand so right. as people are changing their priorities their purchase priorities and searching brands that are purpose-led or whether that be ingredient-led and uh, or whether that be their, their priorities are changing and, and Amazon has tried to, I suppose, um, meet with that, whether it be through the initiatives, whether it be through those filters that I mentioned or the increase in, um, in the assets you're able to use on the platform to reflect your site. It's evolved, I think, at pace with with, with trends, which you'd, which you'd sort of expect, I, I guess. In closing, you mentioned product pages a moment ago and brand pages. Going a little bit more granular for the close of this episode, what can these brands do once a consumer lands on your page? Let's assume it's a product listing page. What are the elements that you can utilize that reinforce your purpose? So uh, to reinforce trust, responsibility, and encourage customers to purchase from you. Absolutely. So I think the the, the first thing to consider is the product images. And, and these are the on desktop, these are the things that sit sort of adjacent uh, to, to the title. And on a mobile, they're the first thing you see. So they are the first 
education an opportunity point for you to convey your your value to the shopper and more often than not they're not going to read in detail your bullet points or, or which is in the description um, however if you are able to utilize those product images of which you've got seven uh, that you can that you can play with um if you're able to overlay your messaging within those images, that's got the strongest opportunity for you to educate because they may not get any further than that. And then beyond that, you have um, A-plus content, which is a section sort of halfway down the page, which you can then fill with more um, brand-rich content to convey your your value proposition, your purpose. And then beyond that, I'd say the other most important place would be what's called a sponsored brand video. So going back to the search page, and I know you asked me specifically for the product yeah, page, yeah. but this is this is definitely an opportunity in search where you've only got your product image, first product image, title, right. price, and, and reviews. You are able to add a video in, which is sort of I think there's a couple on the page throughout page, you know, each page of search, and these break up uh, between search results, and then that, they play a short video. So this auto plays. And you've really got, I think, I think forty-five seconds is is a total time for. But no one's ever going to watch forty-five seconds of a clip. So you've got a few seconds there <laughs> to just explain a bit more about the brand. And that that then is a, um, I mean, it's a sponsored product, but that and a traffic driver. But that's your first opportunity um, outside of banners and display to really explain a bit more through through the use of video. And as much as we would encourage overlays and explaining the story. With um with copy in your in your images, do the same in the video. You know, don't just keep it lifestyle and 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 perhaps re reformatting video you've used elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Assume you're only going to have a few seconds to capture attention and explain that message. So you know, be bold in that and um, and make it stand out and make sure you can educate. Michael, it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. If purpose led businesses out there want to contact the purpose led, let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's quite straightforward. It's thepurposeled.com um, and you'll be able to find more detail about what we do for brands, some of the brands we've worked with um, and our own podcast, which uh, if it's okay to plug, Scott, then you know, we, we interview purpose-led brands. So even if you're not uh, ready for Amazon um, or you're exploring it, yeah, we'd be happy to have a chat with you. Wonderful. Everything that we've discussed today will be in the show notes. For now, Michael, I just say thanks so much for your time and this has been the Internet Marketing Podcast. Take care. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.